I have an idea of, of what their concerns are and what the risks are, but there are yeah, things yeah. that I will not, I have blind spots, we all have. Mm. And, yeah. and that is the, the essential thing of, about asking the data subject what they think about the processing. We also have reached out to and have scheduled several interviews with, which is the parents' organization, National mm. Parents' Organization in Norway. And also, we also want to hear from teachers, because teachers are often like the data subject that is forgotten. You're listening to Sustainable Compliance. I'm your host, Jakob Larsen, and today we're talking about... Det appears the Norwegian way. Hej Ida. Hej Jacob. <laughs> And thank you for joining me today all the way from Norway. Thank you for having me. <laughs> And I'll just introduce you. Ida Torsrud, project manager for the National Norwegian Depia project. Is that just about right? Yeah, that's pretty much my job for the next <laughs> next almost a year, yes. Yeah, it's quite a big it's quite a big project. But tell me about it. What is it that you are trying to what is it that you're trying to do? In this project, we are trying to make a, uh, a data protection impact assessment that school owners, which are uh, mostly municipalities or uh, regional authorities in Norway, uh, can use. And specifically when they are using large cloud providers, we, our experience is that it's pretty, everybody has to make the same assessments in order to use these, these large vendors. And it is largely pretty difficult to make those assessments. Uh, there's a number of reasons why. The maybe biggest reason is that getting in an overview all over, over all of the agreements, all of the terms of service that are That apply is very time-consuming and challenging. You also have to understand them, and that makes it that requires a level of legal expertise. Often, these terms are also in English, so there's a language barrier as well. So basically, why we're doing this and what we want to accomplish is we want to make a DPIA that school owners, municipalities can use, because we also know that a lot of them find it difficult and a lot of them therefore maybe haven't made the assessments that they are required to do according to our privacy legislation and GDPR for instance. Uh, yeah that's very that's a brief overview of, of why and what we want to what we want to accomplish. And is it a specific supplier, a specific product that you're looking into? Yes. So we had to start somewhere. So in, in Norway, you basically have three universes that you're, you could be a part of when it comes to cloud providers. You're either a part of the Microsoft universe, the Apple universe, or the Google universe. And yeah. we started with the Google Workspace for Education. And one of the reasons why we started here is, uh, is actually goes back to how this project came about. Uh, because this project uh, was born uh, bottom-up. Uh, it was an initiative from uh, Badigin municipality, Badigin Kommune. Um, mm -hmm. And it came about because a, uh, <laughs> a very brilliant jurist in Badigin Kommune called Rebecca, she was in charge of doing transfer impact assessments for Google Workspace for Education. She, as many of us who have done those sort of assessments, encountered the hurdle that these, these assessments are extremely difficult to do. It's mm. very challenging to 
to get an overview of all the uh, third country laws that apply and how do you assess them, right? So yeah. she yeah. took that to her uh, leaders and she was like, we should start an initiative so we can do this on, on a national level. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, luckily, her leaders thought that was a great idea and they reached out <laughs> to, to the Norwegian Association of Local and Regional Authorities, COES. COES has had a project called Skolesek for a while. It's a mm-hmm. it's an initiative to elevate privacy and information security in the school sector in Norway. And they like the idea and the rest is history. So that's yeah. why we, yeah. And because this is a, like a bottom-up initiative, what we want to do is make a product that the municipalities actually can use. And yeah. we are very aware that Nobody gave us this authority, right? Mm-hmm. This is a bottom-up initiative. And that means that as a controller, the municipalities can, they can choose not to use this. They can ch- choose to do their own, right? And in in many ways, we can't finish a DPIA for them 100% mm-hmm. because there are... They have different... They use different licenses of Google Workspace for Education. They have different configurations locally, right? And they also probably use it a little bit differently. So yeah. what we say is that we're going to finish a, a 80, we have the 80-20 approach. We're going to finish it like 80%. Mm-hmm. And also we don't know if it's really 80, maybe it's 95. We only know that once we have reached the finished line. But the point is that there will be uh, areas where municipalities, regional authorities, school owners need to make local adjustments. And one of those areas is, for instance, the the risk mitigating measures, because naturally there are local differences and they will have to make local different measures that they put in place. Yeah. How, how come, how come you've started, um, here schools and and Google? Is Is there a reason for that? Is it is that the biggest yeah. uh, issue? So let me start by answering the the last thing. Is that is Google the biggest issue? Uh, no, <laughs> it, Google is not the biggest issue. Uh, the other um, large cloud providers are are as big of issues, if you want to say that. Yeah, um, okay. yeah. But we had to start somewhere, and Bergen Bergen Kommune who did take the initiative for this project, they do use Google Workspace for Education. So that's one of the biggest reasons why. But also we do look to other, to the rest of Europe and we do look mm-hmm. to the Helsingør case, for instance, where uh, yeah. Google Workspace for Education was, and there's numerous reasons why Helsingør, the Helsingør case did happen, right? And one yeah. of them was that the municipality didn't make the necessary assessments. But there also was some some questions whether or not Google process personal data for their own purposes, mm-hmm. and that we have also seen in in the DPAs that the Netherlands have done. So we also see to them. But we yeah. could have started with Microsoft. Mm-hmm. It's a bit uh, it's a bit by coincidence that that Berger yeah. had yeah, <laughs> yeah that used Google yeah yeah. And as I've heard it, it's about a third of the schools in Norway that is Google schools, so to speak. Yes, uh, the number we have is about a little over 20%, 21%, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you talk about the Helsingør case, which is, which is for those listeners who don't know it, it's basically a, a Danish municipality that has been 
where their use of Google Workspace uh, has been taken up by the Danish data protection authorities. And it's been a long case and it's not over yet. But one of the, mm-hmm. one of the issues was that they had not mm-hmm. done a, a DPA. So that's basically what you were, what you're trying to do now. How is the project set up? Who's involved? Yeah. So the project is under the Norwegian Association of Local and Regional Authorities, but it is a it's a project that was co co-born with Bergen Kommune. QS, the Norwegian Association of Local and Regional Authorities, they have partially funded it and bought resources from several municipalities. Most of the people involved in the project are people who work in the school sector on the municipality level that have a background from from schools, privacy or IT, and they work part-time in the project. I'm an external project manager, so I am working 100% in this project. Mm -hmm. And then it is formally COAS who owns the project. Um, Yeah, the organization of municipalities in Norway. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Are other organizations involved in, in, in the project as sort of co-owners or somebody that you talk yeah. to during the process? We are establishing, as we speak, a, uh, like a project owner g- group. Yeah. And in that group, we want members from, from national authorities. I don't know the word in English, but it's like the directorate of education. We yeah. also want, we want some representatives of, on the ministry level, higher education or education. We also have KINS involved in this project. Uh, I believe you heard about the project on the KINS conference. I did. Um, I was, I was, yeah. I, I heard Rebecca from Bergen talk about this project at KINS, which is, which is an organization dealing with mm. municipalities and information security and privacy in Norway. Yeah. <clears throat> and they have a lot of members in municipalities and also regional author- authorities, but they also have mem- <laughs> members from sort of the IT industry in Norway and they have members <coughs> who are vendors to, to schools. So they are involved. Um, and of course, we want also representatives of municipalities. Bergen Kommune is, is a given. <coughs> Other municipalities, large municipalities that use a Google Workspace for Education is Trondheim and Stavanger. And we haven't, we haven't made the final decision who's going to be in, in that owner group, but they are represented. Another or other groups that we want to represent in the form of gathering data data subjects uh, view on the DPIA is of course pupils students mm. and we have reached out to the this the pupils organization in Norway and we want to interview like a, a handful or up to 10, <clears throat> 10 pupils about uh, how what they their privacy concerns are when yeah. their data is used in these uh, cloud <clears throat> cloud services we also have reached out to and have scheduled several interviews with, which is the parents organization, National mm. Parents Organization in Norway. And also, we also want to hear from teachers because teachers are often like the data subject that is forgotten. Because, <laughs> yeah, everybody thinks about the students and it's very important exactly. to, yeah. To, yeah. To, to ensure students' privacy, but also like you, you have the teachers. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> what will the... Because that's a very that's a a, a very broad 
Sorry, I'm choking on my coffee. That was why I was coughing a bit. <laughs> it's a very, it's a, a very broad sort of scope of stakeholders. And what will the, what will students and teachers and parents, what will they bring to the, what will they bring to the process? Mm. So I, I really enjoy the requirements in a in a DPIA of trying to get the data subjects views on processing because they would always give me risk risk mm. scenarios that I haven't thought about <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. that is the biggest assets that they bring <clears throat> to this DPIA because we try to do this as simple as possible but essentially we ask them okay given the things that we have told you about this processing what are your privacy concerns so the first question is basically about risk, right? What yeah, risk yeah. scenarios do you are you worried about? And then the next question is, what do you want us to do about it? And that's yeah. uh, concerning like, risk mitigating ma measures. And they again, like they always uh, give me a perspective that I never would have thought about because yeah. they are the data subjects, right? Yeah, they're um, the ones living the life. <laughs> yeah, they they know where the screw shoe fits, how the screw shoe fits, so to speak. Yeah. And as as a privacy professional, I I have an idea of, of what their concerns are and what the risks are, like the more like maybe professional risks. But there are yeah, things yeah. that I will not. I have blind spots. We all have. Mm. And, yeah. and that is the, the essential thing of, about asking the data subject what they think about the processing. And <clears throat> what would the outcome of your process or the project be? You talked about 80-20, mm -hmm. but what will, your, what will the outcome look like when, yeah. when you're done? The outcome will be that we have a DPIA that municipalities can can take and make their own mm -hmm. and it might be 80% done or 95% done but they will have to do adjust adjustments and the other large outcome is that we have to do we have to make guidance we have to make like an advice package of how to take what we have finished and mm -hmm. internalize it make yeah. it your own right so what we have been thinking about is that we want to make essentially like a step-by-step -step process that you mm -hmm. can you should follow if you want to like make this dpia your own and and then and that will be pretty simple and for big and we try to make it simple and very clear so that we can so that because different municipalities have different access to resources yeah, so yeah. there are municipalities that have people specifically employed to do information security and privacy. And for mm. those people, we don't really worry, uh, but we are, for those people, we want to give them a very step-by-step -step list and they will just take it and run with it and, and finish the DPA. And yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. For, uh, for municipalities that are maybe, maybe are smaller, maybe don't have access to that many resources, you will still follow the same list, but you will be able to dive into details and use our knowledge as your your privacy advisors, your privacy and information security advisors. And what that looks like, we haven't we haven't fully decided on yet, but we are toying with the idea of making guidance that is not only like a 50 page PDF document, but yeah, yeah. the use of video, maybe the use of like live sessions. We have <laughs> like 
forms in, for digitalization in Norway, according to, like that is divided into the different regions of the country. And these forms, they are places where municipalities can get guidance. And yeah. we're thinking about how can we make our guidance very proactive and maybe do live coaching over a period of time and actually mm. guide the municipalities through the process of getting the DPIA through their in, internal processes, right? And yeah. getting them to, to take on the the risk, to assess the local risk, and then to come up with, to actually decide on what mitigating measures they're going to move forward with. So you're not just as uh, in uh, quotation marks here, <laughs> you're not just doing sort of the legal dip, dip, uh, deep dive and the technical deep dive, but you're also trying to make it as easy as possible for for the municipalities to do the last yes. 20% yes. on top. Yeah. yeah and and people exactly should probably it. know that it varies very much in, in, in Norway, how big municipalities are. I guess there's a, I guess there's a, a question about responsibility. Where does that lie in, in this project? Yeah, so that's a very pertinent question because, as I mentioned before, one of the reasons why we have this 80-20 approach is that when push comes to show, the subject that is responsible for privacy, according to the GDPR, is the controller. The controller is, in this case, is like school owner. It's the municipality or the regional authority or the private owner of the private school, if it's a private school. And as I mentioned before, the municipalities, the school owner could look at our DPIA and say, we're not going to use that. So this is, uh, so we are very aware of uh, the the need for this initiative and that we are completely reliant on municipalities actually using it. And that's also why we're trying to make it as as simple and easy as as possible. And and that we're really uh, aware of um, where the, the areas are where municipalities need to make their own decisions. I talked a yeah. bit about like risk before, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to come up with uh, a number of risk scenarios that we think are relevant. But yeah. one of the things that municipalities or the school owners needs, need to do is to look at these risks and assess uh, which risks they are uh, they agree with, which risks they think uh, apply in their local for their local circumstances. And then also, we're also going to have a, a overview over the, the risk mitigating measures we think are pertinent, but mm. they still have to assess that and they still have to come yeah. up and, and decide if this is really a risk mitigating measure that is appropriate for them. And yeah, and again, nobody gave us this authority. The authority lies with the municipalities and the because con- they are the controllers or yeah. again, school owners. Yeah, this is something we're very aware of. And we actually do, so initially we did see to to the Netherlands and mm-hmm. we are taking, we have reached out to them. We want to cooperate more and we look at them as the big brother here because they have been doing these assessments for a long time, at least since 2018. Mm-hmm. But I also think this approach, this bottom-up approach is is a strength because my hope is that by making it this way, we get the best of both worlds. We get mm. controllers that take ownership of this DPIA. And at the same time, we are 
we are making it as we are doing the large largest part of the work and and finishing 80 95 whatever percent we yeah. will end up by finishing yeah from the process that you've been through now what has been the two or three sort of most important learnings that you could give to others about the um about the process of doing a DPA? Yeah, this is the first time we're doing a national DPA on this level, or this is the first time I'm involved with it. At, at least I know that there have been some like national DPAs in, in other areas, and we're also talking with those people. And we haven't finished yet. My answer is going to be like uh, a snapshot of today. The first thing is that there will be unexpected hiccups and it's always going to be the things that you didn't plan for. It's going to be <laughs> a bit by definition, right? If you plan for it, it's not an unexpected hiccup. So that's going to happen. Also, I think a big takeaway that has or something that we really have been prepared for in the project is that we are so aware of the need of this DPIA and we're so aware of how there are so many expectations to it that we will disappoint people. And we have been very vocal <laughs> about that because even when we, so we have decided on the scope, yeah. it's the core services and then a handful of additional services or, uh, yeah. yeah. You won't and, be able to do something that is just right. copy paste. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that is one of the things that we have been very aware of from the start. Other things, everything will take longer than you think. That's a golden rule in any kind of work, I think, but yeah, uh, yeah. especially for for this this process, which is pretty complex. We have yeah. to co cooperate with Google. Google has uh, its organ organization and their own like processes. And yeah, we are a project that is composed of so many people from different municipalities. So yeah, things take time. And then the last thing as a project manager is that my job is largely getting out of people's ways because the people in <laughs> yeah. the project already know what is needed because, and this is one of the strengths with this project is that the people in the project who are like working very operationally here, they have had these uh, questions before they have worked on DPIAs on these assessments before, and they have felt how lonely that is and they have felt mm. all of the hurdles so a thing in the project that we're really stressing is that if you are deciding between a few options choose the option that your past self would have that would have given your past self the most help when you sat <laughs> with this assessment pretty lonely and didn't know so that's the takeaway that i as a project manager it's often my job to just be like yeah, this sounds yeah. great. You already <laughs> know the answer. And of course, there will be adjustments and, and such, but like largely it is getting out of people's ways. That, that is, that's truly good advice because I guess most of the people that you have in the project, they are mm -hmm. also the sort of the target mm -hmm. group of what yes. you're doing. So they are, they've exactly. been used to sitting there alone and they should just really remember that when they, now that they know so much they should think back to when they knew yeah less <laughs> yeah that's exactly right. it yeah. that's yeah. exactly it and we're, we're doing things to 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 remind uh, us all of it because we yeah. 
all of us have been working in this space for a, a pretty, more or less a long time, a lot yeah. of us a long time, and we have forgotten a bit of the struggles we had initially. <laughs> so we're also like talking with other municipalities who have come, who have, for instance, just decided to use Google Workspace for Education in order to assess what they actually need in order to remind ourselves of this. Yeah. Yeah. And up until now, I know you're not done, but what has been the most sort of difficult part of the process? Yeah. We knew when we started this that the biggest challenge with making a DPIA on Google Workspace for Education would be the first part of the DPIA, which is to describe the processing activities. And that is because getting a good overview over the data flow and the different processing of personal information is pretty challenging. Mm. Um, this has to do with several things. It's, it's a bit challenging to describe how data flows in a cloud environment. <laughs> yeah. It's not really straightforward. And, and another thing is that getting an overview of all the data that is processed, you have to go to so many different sources. And as I talked about initially, one of the things you have to do when you buy from a vendor like, like this, a large cloud provider, is to have an overview of all of the agreements, all of the terms of service that are used. And that is pretty challenging. Uh, so that is still true. That it's still that is, it's the most challenging. Yeah, just um, getting an overview of what is actually going on. Yeah, and we think that we are going to work on this part of the DPIA until we finish, right and up until the, the moment we finish. Yeah. Yeah. Another, yeah, sorry. Yeah, was, no, come. Okay. I remember <laughs> yeah, my question. <laughs> Great. Another challenge is how do we deal with international transfers? Uh, because this is a cloud provider. And uh, if you have the, uh, one of the, licenses of, of Google Fundamentals, then you do have international transfers because the data will will uh, could be stored in four different countries outside mm. of the EEA area and the EU. Yeah. And one of those countries is the US, which is the country we know the most about when it comes to international transfers and what what legal frameworks are problematic when it comes to the GDPR. The other countries are Chile, Taiwan, and Singapore, and mm. those countries we know significantly less about, just because, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's also a quite a significant language barrier there. Printing out the law and reading it for us jurists isn't very straightforward. Um, no. Even like finding it isn't straightforward, right? Yeah. So that's another like yeah. large challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. One one of the things I hear a lot when people are dealing with the Googles and the Microsofts and, and so on and so forth, is that it's that cooperation from them is difficult to obtain because you're a sort of a small player. Does mm -hmm. that change when you become bigger? I, I guess this the PS yes. for a country. Has it yeah. been possible to work with Google on this? Yes. Yes, it has. And we this is one of the success criteria that we put forward pretty early that we, and it is a choice to do this as well. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So we absolutely are cooperating with Google. Uh, they have taken our, our initiative very seriously. And it is, it is much, because I've also been on the, the other side, right? I've been doing DPAs on, on a municipality level. 
yeah. in previous, I want to say not previous lifetimes, but in previous, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> previously. Gone in your career. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that is notoriously challenging because getting like a, a clear answer on your question is, is difficult. But luckily now we do have a structure where we have a, we have a contact person at Google. We have a direct line. So it is much, much easier when you're doing yes. this on a national level. Yeah. And as of now and, and, and where you are right now, do you, do you think collaborating on uh, the De Pia is, is it worthwhile? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So we have already finished like some of the sub sub deliverables in in this project uh, for instance a part of the dpia is to also make a record of processing for for google workspace for education that the municipalities could essentially just adopt there are some things they would have to adjust but essentially like you could adopt it and we are going to we're going to make that public on in in august so we have already started to see the fruits of our, our labor Another thing that we are finishing is a, a description on the legal grounds for mm -hmm. using Google Workspace for Education in a school setting. And that is also something that we're going to publish pretty soon after, like in, in August, after the July holidays. So it is absolutely worth it already just by what we have accomplished pretty like Uh, early on, we started this in, in March of this year, and already we have some things to, to show for. Another thing that we are very reliant on is that municipalities see the value in their employees participating in this project. And the feedback I have gotten is that they really have, because we are very like aware and, and humble of the fact that if you work in information security, uh, IT, privacy, And in the school sector on the municipality level, you don't have a lot of free time. You don't really have time to like uh, participate in a project like this. But municipalities have seen the value and they mm. have freed up time for their employees to, to be a part of this project. And yeah. they're also giving us feedback that they are learning a lot and that that's seen as valuable for the municipalities. So both for the project, it's very valuable. And also I have gotten feedback that the municipalities themselves also think it's valuable that's that they're participate in this. Yeah. And when are you, when are you done? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> It's going like the official date per today is March of 2024. Ida, thank you very much for letting us in on, on this process. I, I, I hope I can call you again in March or maybe April of 24 and, uh, yeah, absolutely. and get the last, the last learnings. Is there anywhere it's possible to follow the project? Yes. Good question. So we have a newsletter and mm -hmm. we recently started to translate it into English. So I can give you the, the link to the newsletter so and listeners I'll, can follow along. And I'll put that in the, in the show notes. I have been, I've been reading the Norwegian newsletters. I can do that. And they're great. I can only, I can only ask people to, to do that. That, that is definitely worthwhile. Um, Ida, thank you very much for, uh, for participating today. Thank you. 
You've been listening to Sustainable Compliance. I'm Jakob Larsen, and if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and share it with somebody else in compliance.